So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Re Entertainment Podcast, episode 274. For November 22nd, 2020, my name is Nathan Reince Bruce. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. Hey, what's up, all you party people out there? And we have Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Besh. Hello, everybody, comma. It is good to see you, comma. Just read the slides and you won't get hurt. <laughs> yes, exactly. We, uh... We we were having problems with Connor uh, not talking enough, so we actually just wrote him cue cards on what to say. That's right, Nathan. <laughs> uh, so he's a good boy. He is a good boy. So uh, Aroa has updated his website to include all of our links. Is that correct? It, it's great. I too. have indeed. And you also do the autoplay music on there. Yep, you have to have it autoplay or it won't let you in. And have you, because it is really loud. I just, uh, yep. it's like 100% volume. Uh, it sure is. Did you turn it down no. at all? No. Nope. I, I... Uh, so you sent me, what you sent me, um, unfortunately, relies on uh, using the DOM. And I don't know how to do that shit. Uh, and it currently isn't configured to do any of that shit. So I'm not, I don't feel like it. So just turn the volume down, you, you pussy-ass bitch. Wow, that's that's rude. So uh, let's start with Aroa. Where can we find you? Obviously, Aroa.website. And uh, what... The best website. Okay, it is a website. That is correct. The best so, website. It is a website. So what video games have you played this week? So I played through the Dark Pictures anthology, Little Hope. Um, with uh, my my family members, we did it over Parsec because the online play normally only allows two players, which is kind of shitty. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty good time. Um, a little uh, little iffy here and there, like all of these interactive movie games. But for the most part, um, I. I liked it almost as much as Until Dawn, and I, I would say Until Dawn is a solid like seven point five eight out of ten. Um, Little Hope is probably more of a seven, uh, mainly because a lot of the characters seem almost schizophrenic in their like the way that they interact with other people, and that just comes down to the nature of the game, I think, and also just that. <sighs> Either their writers aren't very good or they're rushing these games out too quickly. And either one is possible because uh, I didn't know that these are being published by uh, Namco Bandai. Oh, that's you interesting. That? I did not know that. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Um, yeah, played that. Um, I, got, uh, I got the VR Fall Humble Bundle. Um, that came with several games that are pretty good. Uh, the only ones I've played so far are uh, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, which is very surprisingly good. Um, I wouldn't expect a licensed game 
to be of such a, a remarkable quality. Uh, and also, like, wasn't expecting it to be like an RPG. Thought it was thought it was going to be just like a, a normal zombie experience, but like has loot and stuff, which is kind of kind of weird. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty all right time. I I haven't tried it yet, but I discovered that you can threaten people, which is pretty cool. Oh um, yeah, I love threatening people. Like I I was as a joke. Uh, I pulled a knife out while I was talking to somebody. Well, while they were giving me their dialogue for a quest, and they suddenly had a had a circle appear above their head that was filling up, and they were like, "Whoa, why are you threatening me?" And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa whoops!" And I put the knife back down at my hip. Uh, so that was pretty neat. What game um, was this again? This is Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. Oh, this is the is this the VR game? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know if that if that humble bundle is still going on. It is. It actually it is. got extended to go through the twenty seventh. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I wholeheartedly uh, think if you if you want more VR games to play, pay the seventeen dollars and get the whole pack because uh, Walking Dead is worth that on its own so far. Um, additionally, there's zero caliber VR, which seems to be trying to be kind of like a call of duty VR game, uh, as opposed to like Pavlov, which is counter-strike VR. Um, I haven't played too much of it. It seems a little rough around the edges, but it might be an all right time. It has a single player campaign that I'm going to try to get through. I don't expect to play the multiplayer all that much. Um, and then uh, it also has I Expect You to Die in it, which I played that on PSVR. And uh, that's probably, like, it might be the best intro to VR game that I can that I could think of. Uh, it's very low impact, but shows off, like, what you can do in VR that really isn't possible otherwise. Yeah, so, so, so the games that are included... Are I'm just gonna list off all the games, not like the different tiers. So we've got uh, a Tech Cybernetic, Archangel Hellfire, Fully Loaded, Killing F- Killing Floor Incursion, uh, Raw Data or Data. Uh, I expect you to die. Creed Rise to Glory, which isn't a great game. I actually have it. It's not a great game, but it is a good workout. So you got that going for you. Uh, The Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners, Zero Caliber VR, and then uh, that's it. And that's what you get. If you pay $17, you get all of those games for uh, your whatever VR headset. And I own only one of those games, I think. The the yeah, Creed I, one. I, I think it's totally worth it. I did play the Creed one as well, and yeah, it feels like the thrill of the fight, it feels like a boxing simulator, and Creed Rise to Glory feels like a like a bridge between boxing simulator and punch out VR. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not, I, I wouldn't call it bad. Um, no. it's just, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, there's not as much strategy in it as I would, I would think there would be. A lot of it is just ba- like putting your arms forward and backwards and trying to punch them in the face as much as possible, 
which I guess that's what boxing want, is, but still. If you want a real intense boxing simulation, get the thrill of the fight because right. it's, ooh, that, that shit's rough. And, and you want to talk about a good workout, you can get, you can get sweaty in, in 20 minutes playing that game. Um, a rogue gets sweaty just putting on the headset, so. I mean, it, he's not <laughs> wrong, uh, but, you know, that's, uh, that's why I buy replacement gaskets for if I ever have people over again. Um, you know, I asked, I asked, uh, we were actually doing a VR kind of training thing at my current job. And I was like, so, uh, since we're employee, well, you know, since we're, we're able to, you know, get discounts and stuff, do we get discounts on VR stuff? And they're like, nope. <laughs> so probably because they're already being sold like barely above cost in the first place. Yeah, the the Oculus Quest 2 is like 300 bucks. Yeah. That's really like, good. It's probably just a $300 smartphone with a couple of glass lenses in front of it. But still for for pretty decent VR, that's that's not bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, and with like the the full-fledged motion controls and whatnot, like it, it's it's got some quirks, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um Any other games you played this week? Uh, Perfect Vermin is a free little thing that I played for like an hour. Um, oh, good. You should check that out if you haven't, because it's uh, it's a fun little like semi puzzle art game thing where you're smashing furniture that's made of meat. It's definitely furniture. It's not a metaphor. I see. Okay. Uh. And yeah, that's that's Shadowlands it. Shadowlands comes out tomorrow, so get get hyped for that. That's uh that's World of Warcraft, right? Yep, I'm uh I'm just gonna be playing that for a while. That sounds terrible. Let's move on to Cyberpunk Monk. Cyberpunk Monk, where can we find you? You could find me at Aurora.website where I can't help but notice we still don't have our sister podcast, Clinton's Core Classics, an actual play podcast of Rise of the Rune Lords, a Pathfinder first edition podcast. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> He'll do that while, and, we're, while we're talking. Uh, of course. And at the behest of good friend of the podcast, Aroa, I also picked up the Humble VR bundle or whatever the fuck it was, the, the Autumn VR bundle. Yeah. I picked it up at 17 bucks, so I got everything, which I had nothing, so that works out perfectly. So far, I've only played Archangel, which was... Not what I was expecting, but it's not bad yet. It's, yes. Um, it, it's Star Fox. It's Star Fox in a mech instead of in a an R wing, which does make me want to have Star Fox in VR. That seems like a. That, anyways, um, it's a rail shooter kind of. Um, it kind of reminds me of like Time Crisis a little bit, except you're in a mech. Just the way that it feels. You have one light weapon that shoots really fast and one heavy weapon that does big boom explosions. And you can also make fists and punch stuff, but it never really ever works. I'm not impressed, but I'm not disappointed with it. And then I have played through the first mission of I Expect You to Die, which was just a delight. That opening sequence had me so mesmerized. Yeah, it, it's a it's a really good solid early VR experience that I think holds up. I've only gotten the car out of the plane so far, so I'm, you know, just 
dipping my toe in the water of it. The the submarine mission is today. my favorite. But yeah, I picked those up at uh, two thirty, and it's four thirty now. So very breaking news. I've also been playing a little bit of Pikmin, uh, just the bonus missions. I've yet to get worse than a perfect, which is a little disheartening in the sense that I, I, I'm just not being challenged enough to really want to keep playing it. Nintendo, I know you're listening. Make Pikmin harder. Well, I think it's a game kind of not designed for adults. It's a Nintendo game. It's it's made for babies. Yeah, exactly. So I've never I've never played any of the Pikmin games. Not one. Not once have I even looked at the opening menu and pressed the start button. Never. You should try it out sometime. I'll, I also played work I'll get the a whole Wii U ton. Version. I'm really good at work a whole ton. I've been doing that for a while now. It's played, a it's kind uh, of a shitty game. Kind of a shitty game, but it's. Uh, I played paint my miniatures. I've only got ten units left, or ten models left, more appropriately to say. And then I need to go pick up more plastic crack. Good, good. I'm happy, happy to hear you're spending all of your money on toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, yeah. The shelf that I use to store these is now at capacity, so I need to start thinking about like a display case or something, which is now making it all seem just a little bit too real. What have Aro- I been doing this pandemic? Aroa does that with his uh his figurines, right, Aroa? What do I do? Uh, you have the- like a shelf completely full of figurines. Oh, I have I have an entire IKEA cabinet full of figurines. See, IKEA cabinets a thing. I was thinking I might make something and like get some LED light strips, some glass panels, and some mirrors, and so, you know, do uh, up the place. The pop, the most popular IKEA cabinet uh, for figurines. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, it's actually very trivial to turn the one cabinet into a double or even triple cabinet. Um, I would, I would recommend doing that, uh, depending on how much you have. Um, I'd be willing to throw some money at this too. Yeah, and like, uh, at least doing the the double cabinet, I think would probably give you more than enough space. Because I've got, I probably have like sixty, sixty ish amiibos on two shelves. Damn. Uh, and that and that's a single cabinet. Um, and then I've got another 10 full-size uh, anime figurines that are on the other two shelves. So I, I think you could probably fit those Warhammer things on a double. I am well, curious. The Warhammer, I'm going to start getting some Shadowrun minis. I'm going to get more D&D stuff. I, I think it's about time I start thinking about having reasonable place for all this junk. Like the, the full-size, like the war machines, I'm not, I don't know how much you could fit on there of those, but I, the... The minis are about the same size as an amiibo, so you could fit a really good number of them on there. All right, I'll check it out. So, I am curious: is amiibo the plural of amiibo as well, or yes. is it okay? Because you said amiibos, and I was like, I, I don't did. think that sounds because right. Because using amiibo as the plural sounds stupid, and Nintendo can eat my asshole. Okay, great. So, uh... so you have sixty amiibi, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Yes, yes. That's impressive. I at one time had 40 Amiibos, but now I only have 39 Amiipotamuses. So accidentally flush one down the toilet? No, I, I made these little counterfeit discs with NFC chips in them, and when I moved <laughs> from where I was before to where I am now, one of them just fucking yeeted off and left. 
I suspect it might have rolled into a vent, and if it did, it's, it's fucking gone. Man, somebody's somebody's gonna do repairs on that building, and they're gonna find something real weird. <laughs> yes, they are. So I'm gonna move on to myself and say that you can find me at a dot website apparently, but you can also find me at Reetna everywhere on Twitter, uh, Twitch, and YouTube. Those are the main ones. You can also find this podcast at Reetna Podcast on any any service that you use. So. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. You can find this podcast. We're on Amazon too. Uh, Big Evil Monolithic Corporation. So we're on there. So uh, for games that I have played this week, I played some Overwatch on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I played Borderlands 3. I'm almost to the end. I should beat it either Tuesday or Wednesday this week on my stream at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton from 6 to 9 p.m. Monday through Friday, and that's Pacific time, so 9 to midnight Eastern. But I found out, so I was like, man, it's so weird. My my computer must suck because this game is, like, every once in a while, it'll just drop a bunch of frames in the game, and the frame rate will tank for a few seconds and then come back up. And so I did a quick Google search, and I found out that uh, it's not just me. Apparently that happens to everyone because the game's poorly optimized. Which or or I'm sorry, poorly programmed. So it's not just me. It's not my computer. It's just that the game kind of uh, needs to to have some patches come out to make it work. Not bad the crap. PC. Exactly. My PC is bad and needs to be upgraded. So thirty ninety. Uh, there is a part in the game where you do what you could think of as like the final boss fight. Like it is a boss fight that could very easily be the end of the game. And uh, they they trick you. I'm gonna give some spoilers he- spoilers here. So you die, quote quote unquote die, and a big thing comes out and it's like Borderlands Three or uh, it's like the end uh, will continue in four, and it has the you know Borderlands number four. And then, and, it, and then it goes three, two, one. Yeah, exactly. I was just it, that popped up. I'm like, oh, it's a countdown. It's like this isn't like this isn't the way that they're going to end the fucking game. And of course, a few seconds later, it started counting down. So yeah, especially since Borderlands Three wasn't going to get made until fucking the Epic Game Store was like, hey, you don't have to pay licensing if you're making it exclusive. Exactly. Um. So, uh, I'm. I've got, I think I got like two more chapters, which each chapter is about an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half long. So I should be good to beat that game this week. Uh, Friday, I played some Halo 1. Right? Right? We played some Halo 1, Connor. And I forgot we, to mention that. Yeah. And we beat it. Hooray. Fucking finally. Now we only have to beat two, three, ODST, and four. But you know what? We can have fun while doing it. That's true. Um, we did notice there are some little enhancements. Uh, we played through the library is where we started off because that's where we the... ended. Because uh, that's where we refused to go on that night. Yes, and there are some little enhancements like uh, arrows showing you where to go on the ground and uh, textures on the walls. Uh, you know, the little things. The little things. You can actually, you can still switch between the two, the old version and the new version. And yeah, the old version definitely doesn't look as good. 
and it doesn't have those hel helpful arrows, which really made that level a lot shorter because sometimes they're bullshit and you have to follow the opposite direction of the arrows but they're still there and right. and, and that, that's that better because everything looks the same in the library and i hate it let's just use the same asset swap 80 times yeah and then uh i did actually play another game but i didn't actually stream it i just wanted to test it out just to see how it worked i love dead mmos I love the idea that people that the community takes it upon themselves to get their own servers up and running and try to make a community out of the ashes that were a dead game. And so I tested out uh, City of Heroes Homecoming, and it's really good. The servers are really stable, and I think that they have done a really great job with remaking that game uh, based on the code that they have. So if if you're interested, it's free to, to download and play uh, City of Heroes Homecoming. I know a lot of people really, really like that game. I have a friend who uh, was really into that game until it just died. Their NCSoft was just like, nah, it's not making us money, bye! And I'm glad that NCSoft let them do the, the homecoming construction project. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, there was another game. I forget what the name of the game was. It must not have been a huge MMO. Uh, but they didn't have, like, any backups. And, like, the hard drive failed in one of the servers. And the game was just like, oh, game's dead. Bye. <laughs> and Whoops. I, we lost the game. Yeah, like, you guys didn't make a backup from, like, a week ago on fucking Real or something like that? Like, on tape? No, just, like, your IT people sucked so bad that they didn't have an external hard drive that they plugged the fucking source code into? Man. Backups are hard. No, you know? they're not. Like, come on. <sighs> like, doing drive mirroring is complicated. We just raid zero everything. I mean, that's what I do. But even I know, on my that's why I said it. Well, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing though. My Plex server, I have raid one on there. I have, I have. I would uh... fucking hope so. Yeah, like I'm not like I'm not dumb. I know how to do this stuff. I have backups. I have external hard drives with backups on them. Like, there. Speaking of your Plex server, remind me when we're done because I keep wanting to ask you about something with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did I play anything else? No, I did not. Well, I did. I, I, I also tried out uh, Warhammer Online, and it's uh, just wow. <laughs> it's just uh, it's, it's bad wow, which is yeah, kind of, which is bad because wow is already bad wow, and then they made it worse somehow. So, uh, don't play that game, dude. If you want to try out like an old MMO that. Age shockingly well. Try a uh, City of Heroes. I think it. I think you. Why Everquest? Uh, Runescape. Actually, Runescape. Only old school Runescape, though. Uh, Runescape and Everquest are both still getting updated. I think Everquest just came out with a new expansion a couple months ago. Because yeah, I yeah. think they call it Everquest. Yes. Uh. Yeah. I do want to someday I want to play the 
PS2 version of EverQuest, but that game is kind of impossible to find, and also the servers are offline, and there are no private servers. There's somebody who's trying to make a private server for it, but they can't get off the ground, basically, because they don't have anybody to help them, because nobody cares about a PS2 EverQuest game. I have a, I have a disc of it. Do you? Like an actual disc? I do. You know, that's probably worth a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Like uh, Champions of Norath? Is that the one you're talking Uh, about? I think so. Yeah. uh, Let's see. eBay Champions of Norath. Online Adventures is $4.99. Adventures of Norath is $44.99. Champions of Norath. Realms of EverQuest, Sony PlayStation 2, 2004, $130. Brand new, the lowest price. So if you have that game, it's probably, it's worth over $100. FYI. Ah. Yeah. I don't get it either. Because you can't even play the game. I guess you can play the single player, but you can't play. Is there single player? I don't know. I don't even know. But anyway. Uh, let's move on, and we'll talk about some stories. Who here's excited about Cyberpunk 2077? You know none of us are. None of us. Not anymore. Not after it got delayed. So, let's talk about the new system requirements, because some t- some places, or some games, will just release system requirements, and it'll be like, low and recommended, and that's it. That's all you get. Uh, they actually have... Uh, seven different recommendation scales for some reason. Well, um, they have they have four, and then they have three for for ray tracing. Right, that's that's true. But but a total of seven. If you want if you want yeah. ray tracing on, uh, there's this three extra. So for minimum requirements, uh, between minimum recommended high and ultra, um, you got 1080p. Uh, 1440p and and 2160p, which 2160p is not 2K. Apparently, it's 4K because that's how numbers work. And then for the minimum requirements, uh, obviously, I don't know why they put the GTX or GFX settings in there. Of course, if it's minimum, it's going to be on low, but whatever. Uh, You have to have Windows 7 or Windows 10 for the minimum requirements, which is really weird because all of the other requirements are just Windows 10. Uh, DX, DX11. Is that not included in uh, Windows 7? I think that's Windows 10 only. Mm-hmm. Well, DX12, uh, that is. So, oh, interesting. I mean, so there are some parts of DX12 that will work on Windows 7 because uh, the WoW devs worked with Microsoft to backport uh, the stuff that they use in WoW to Windows 7, but a lot of the fancy shit that DX12 enables is still exclusive to Windows 10, from my understanding. Yeah. For the minimum requirements... It was requir- supposed to just oh. be Windows 10. Yeah. For the minimum requirements for the processor, it's an Intel Core i5-3570K, and then the recommended high and ultra processors that are recommended uh, for Intel is the 4790 the Intel Core i7 4790 which is 
a generations-old chip. So it seems like it can run on pretty low-end hardware. Uh, on the AMD side, they've got the FX30, uh, I'm sorry, 8310 for minimum requirements. And then the AMD Ryzen 3 3200G, which, is that four-core, four-thread? Is that Probably. the one? Or is that four-core, eight-thread? Anyway, it's a pretty low-end chip. Uh, and then for the ultra settings with AMD, you needed a Ryzen 5 3600. Which is interesting because that's a fairly new rise or new AMD chip. Yeah, it is. As opposed to the forty-seven ninety. Right. I. Well, to be fair, you, you know why? Like. <laughs> yeah, AMD didn't really get good until the three thousand series Ryzen. They, I mean, the the first, uh, the first and second it, generation Ryzen. Ryzen really, yeah. like. Like that—that's what did it for them. So, <laughs> and then Intel the, just hasn't fucking done anything since the four thousand series. Yeah, and then the um, memory—it goes eight gigs for minimum recommended and high, or twelve gigs of RAM, and then ultra sixteen gigs of RAM, which I think we all have sixteen or thirty-two gigs of RAM now. Yeah, I got thirty-two now. Yeah, I have thirty-two as well, and I think Connor has upgraded to thirty-two as well. Uh, 32 or 64. I honestly don't remember. I remember one it being day I will have like I'll have like 256 gigs. Now here comes the fun part. Uh, in order for the minimum requirements for the graphics card, uh, you need for the Nvidia side you need a GTX 780 for minimum requirements. Uh, recommended is a 1066 gigabyte or a 1660 Super. Uh, for high, you need an RTX 2060. And for ultra, you need a RTX 2080 or an RTX 3070. Oh, not just an RTX 2080, 2080S. Which oh, is a, that's the Super. Is mm-hmm. a, yeah, okay. Yeah. And then on the AMD side, you need a Radeon. For the minimum, you need a Radeon RX 470. Uh, recommended as a Radeon RX 570. High, you need uh, RX 5700 XT. And then for Ultra, you need an RX 6800 XT. Which, isn't that their new chip? The 6800? Uh, it might be. Now, I, I do tend to wonder, did they did they just, for Ultra, go, like, with on the AMD side, did they, did they just, like, use the, the, old, or the, the, the most, like, reasonable hardware that they could think of or that they had on hand because like i could imagine that they had a lot of older intel machines but they just stopped buying amd machines after bulldozer was such a pile of ass which is why they have the fx chip yeah but then like for all the other ones they're like do we have any old amd hardware no ah uh fuck it just use use ryzen stuff so I'm thinking uh, I could probably run this game at medium settings at the moment. Yep, I'm starting <laughs> to think it's time for a GPU upgrade. Yeah, now please let me buy a new GPU. I've got a 1080. Right now. I got a 1070, and that's that's not enough for high. Yeah, I I think I've got I've got medium. I and and to be fair, it'll probably still look really nice in medium settings as well. 
Well, um, it might it might work with high, it just not on fourteen forty p because they're they're saying high at fourteen forty p. That's true, yeah. and and ultra which Nathan is... could do. Uh, yes, because he's got the nice monitor. No, actually, I can't because they're still ten eighty p. They're just one hundred forty four hertz. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but here's the thing though that that is a, a good point you make is that the ultra settings uh for like the RTX 3070 and and stuff is 4K and those are with ultra settings. I'm thinking we we're probably going to be okay running that at high actually at 1080p yeah. because the the high at 1080p only requires a 4790 and a 1060. Now, so I'm we'll running okay. a uh, 4790 right now. I believe you are as well. Have you upgraded to AMD yet? Uh, no, I have a 8700K, uh, which is 6-core, 12-thread. Fancy boy. Yes. Uh, I should have waited. I should have waited a year uh, or six months and just got like a 2700X, but that was my mistake. Yeah, you should, now, ha- you should be like me and have an 8-core, 16-thread processor. I have one in my uh in my plex server so uh for the vram uh minimum eight three gigs recommended six gigs and then ultra is eight gigs and then this is we're, we're not going over the uh ray tracing yet uh all of the storage options are the same 70 gigs ssd just it will run on an on a hard drive disk though it says it uh no it won't but that's it recommends a, an so SSD. Yes, that's it a lie. It says yes. minimums. It says nope. minimum seventy gig HDD. Yes, I know. I was SSD recommended. And then it's funny because recommended high and ultra all are just like SSD. Don't you, even try. Don't even. Don't well, even try it. So I I wonder they probably like only know that it runs on a hard drive because this has got to run on current gen consoles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's actually not that demanding of a game. Uh, obviously, when you crank up the settings and stuff, it's going to be demanding. But it'll it'll be like the Witcher games, right? Like the the Witcher games all run fairly well until you hit the ultra spec, and then it's like five frames per second, but it looks real. You know the it's really painting weird... each of those scenes by hand. The really weird thing I'm seeing here, though, so we're going to move over to the ray tracing ones. Uh, Same thing, 1080p for the minimum, high is 1440p, ultra is uh, 4K. But you go down and go to the processors. For the minimum processor, it's still a 4790. Uh, And then it goes up to a 6700, and then uh, for the Ryzen, it's a... 3600 and for the high and ultra and then for the minimum it's a 3200g so So i might be able to explain that yeah Um, so intel intel single thread performance hasn't really improved a ton uh since the 4000 series like processors in general hadn't really improved up until the most recent ryzen processors (laughs) Uh, but Intel's performance in general uh, was focused on multi-threaded applications, and chances are the six the sixty seven hundred just is what it, it is able to get enough multi-threaded performance to to make uh, RTX work well. 
I would imagine that RTX, since it's such a recent technology, is built around the idea of you having a lot of threads on your processor. Right. Uh, all the memory at 16, like the, the amount of RAM you need is 16 gigs across the board. Uh, minimum RTX uh, 2060, high 3070, ultra 3080. That's sounds about right. They also, for the VRAM, just went with whatever ones they recommended. So 6 gig, 8 gig, and 10 gig. I personally think that 10 gigs for the 3080 is a bit low. Um, which I think I think they should have gave twelve or sixteen gigs of VRAM for the the thirty eighty. Am I well, am, am I the only one that you, thinks that? Are there even are there different SKUs in terms of VRAM amount on the thirty eighty? No, not yeah, yet. So it it doesn't really doesn't I will, even matter. Well, but here's the thing: is when you're when you're ups when you're going to four K especially with future games, they're going to eat up more and more VRAM. Yeah, so but, but I, I think that... This is probably just reflecting what their game does. No, 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 because that's that's how much the 3080 has in it, is 10 gigs. Oh, so you're... Oh, I thought it had 12. No, it only has 10 gigs of VRAM. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they... Uh, there's rumors that they're going to come out with a, a bigger model that has 20 gigs of VRAM, which is weird. So it'll have double the VRAM and be $1,000. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the 70 gig SSD. So this game actually, yes, it's, it's going to be pretty demanding uh, on lower-end hardware, but it's actually pretty good for uh, optimization. Hopefully, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's got to run on the PS4 and Xbox. Like that's the true. fact that it's got to run on those means that it's going to run on a decent gaming PC now. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, it won't have as many dropped frames as as Borderlands. But we'll see what happens. Did I you, uh, kind of expected. Did not you ever to run play it. The Witcher Two on PC? Briefly, I didn't did really you... care for the combat. Did you? Uh... Did you play with the graphics? Do no. You remember? No. Why? So, so Witcher Two was the first game that I ever played that used super sampling. I had never heard of that before, and uh, I think I was using that was probably my five sixty Ti that I had back then, um, and that was one of those one of those features that's like kind of like Crisis, where like it just fucking destroyed current hardware uh i remember turning on super sampling in that game and it literally ran at less than 10 frames per second that is amazing you should you should do it you should do it with your current hardware i mean my current hardware could probably handle it do it we're gonna move on we're gonna talk about amd the rx 30 or i'm sorry 6800 um so those all sold out instantly. Duh. Which, yeah, that was expected to happen. But there are reasons. Like, they came out and they're like, we're not going to have it at launch like NVIDIA had. It's going to be worse, apparently. <laughs> and so it was. And so it was. It actually was worse. And there's a reason for that. 
have you guys looked up into the reason why it was so bad, even worse than NVIDIA's 3080 launch? Uh, no, but I'm assuming that it's like scalpers. Well, no. Well, yes, obviously that's part of it. But when NVIDIA launched, uh, they launched their reference cards, which are cards that are made by NVIDIA. And they allowed their partners to launch on the same day. Oh, no. AMD launched the reference cards and they gave their, their board partners a different date, I believe of the 25th. So they'll launch a week later for the board partners. So they only had the reference cards. But let's just pretend that um, somebody was an idiot, you know, complete dunce, and they didn't know what a reference card was. Could you explain that for, you know, maybe that hypothetical member of the audience? (laughs) Uh, It's a a card that's made by the company. That's just what it is. I I mean, I've seen plenty of examples of cards where you could tell, like, um, MSI or cool gaming, whatever the fuck. Right, so that's what that's what they did. So AMD launched their cards, the ones that they made themselves uh, on whatever day it was, Wednesday or whatnot. And they gave their board partners, like MSI or EVGA, uh, a week to... So, so they're releasing next week, this upcoming week, with their cards. So instead of having all the stock available from... AMD, and then all of their board partners, like MSI and EVGA, they only had their cards, whatever they had in stock. So that's why there were even fewer cards available than there were for NVIDIA. I I mean, that's a good way to make sure you're going to move your product, but I wonder why they did that. There's there's artificial scarcity that seems like an obvious reasoning. Right. I do also wonder if maybe it was meant to like kind of test the waters to see how hard like demand was going to hit so that their partners could ramp up production for the next week's next week's launch like, well, I, I i that's probably being optimistic and and in reality they just wanted to make sure that their cards all got bought before MSI and and all the rest got to sell theirs i mean yeah that seems like the obvious answer I just wish that they would have been smarter here because if you think about it, if their cards are performing as well as they say they're going to, and, and from the looks of it, they are performing very well. The The only thing that the AMD cards tend to fall back on, uh, as opposed to NVIDIA, is ray tracing. The ray tracing kind of sucks in these cards. But everything else, I, I haven't sorry. seen anything on how the ray tracing works on these. I've I've watched a couple videos from like uh, I think Jace Two Cents did a video on it, and the ray like trace I, and Linus Tech Tips and the ray tracing. I just tracing know that they bad. aren't using like a proprietary API like like RTX is, like they're right. using the built-in stuff with the X12. And yeah, Vulcan. and it works, but like minecraft rtx or whatever is awful on these cards like it runs at under 30 frames a second yeah so it's it's there but it it doesn't it's it doesn't work very well but everything else if you don't turn ray tracing on which there are more games that are getting ray tracing put into them 
but I still don't think it's quite there yet. There's just not enough games that it matters that much. It really blows, though, because, like, the the thing is, as time goes on, more developers are going to use that ray tracing tech for presumably, eventually at least, things that actually matter. Because I, I have little doubt that there are ways to leverage that, that ray tracing hardware for things other than just make the like make the lights look darker like there there are going to be cool things done with it and i hope that amd doesn't fuck themselves in the long run by not being able to churn out anything equivalent yeah yeah i know there's some especially ray with ai i know there's some ray tracing in like the new spider-man game miles morales for the ps5 yeah that too consoles consoles uh you know what that might save them i wonder yeah, there. I, I the consoles have to have ray tracing. I think they'll be okay. I th- I think that these cards, right now, with how well they're performing, they are within striking distance of the thirty eighty with the with the sixty eight hundred XT. It has sixteen gigs of VRAM, and it runs relatively well compared to the thirty eighty. So I don't think that well, we're going to have many problems moving the units and that's why i don't understand this kind of what they call a paper launch where a a retailer like newegg only gets like 50 cards which is just mind-boggling because those go immediately it's just supply right i would think like they just they couldn't produce enough and they never can that's what like i don't i don't get why people always freak out about this sort of thing because it happens literally every time a new product like this launches well, and like, we're, we're in a very unique situation now, too. Yeah, and especially this year where there's a fucking pandemic going on. And, like, for half the year, no manufacturing was even happening. And even now, it's way slower than it was before. Well, and that's and, not... And shipping is way slower than it was. That's not even uh, the full story of it, either. Because with the pandemic, a lot more people are working from home, and a lot more people have gotten into PC gaming. Yeah. So the demand they they were tell or they were saying they were telling me they were saying that the demand is uh, like ten times higher than any other launch that they've had, just because so many people are working from home and trying to find different means of entertainment while they're all isolated and not able to leave their house. Well, and and like I'm sure that there are a lot of people who would like normally use these these sorts of things in an enterprise environment that now have to adapt to using them at home. Like even game dev studios are having a lot of development done at home and you've got to be able to test your shit on, on high end hardware. That's true. Uh, And like, like like everything is working against these companies. uh, And the fact that there are people who are still so fucking spoiled to be like, "Eh, why can't me buy big brick? Me want to buy five hundred dollar brick, it, it, like, calm the fuck down. To, like, to be fair, me do want to buy five hundred dollar brick. Me, me want to buy five hundred dollar brick too. Yeah, we all like, we all do. But, Everyone here, if we, we all had want the to chance. buy five hundred dollar brick. <laughs> <laughs> but but me not going to send death threat over Twitter about it. That's right. that's true. <laughs> like me, sensible and patient about brick. It will, it, everything will even out and probably next year sometime in like March or April, they'll have enough supply for 
for all of us to be able to get the cards. Hopefully, we'll be able to track something down before then, but at least in March March or April, we're going to be able to pick up our $700 brick and be happy about it. Uh, oh, let's wait, move on like, to a $500 brick. Ah, $500. Well, you know, it depends. That's true. I, I kind of dislike that everyone keeps saying that the PS5 is $500, because it's not. It's $400, unless you want a disk drive, which I don't know why anyone really cares about having a disk drive. I would want a disk point. drive. I know you do, but I don't think that there's much of a point. Because, I, I, like... I mean, it, I kind of agree with Aroa. I like I, having like, physical... I still have physical P, <laughs> PS4 but games. But, like... By the time it matters whether or not you have a physical disc, the the fucking either the drive's not going to work anymore or you're going to be able to just download these things and play them on an emulator anyway. No, the drive will work because I'm not going to use it. Um fucking <laughs> uh, So, uh kind of funny and kind of sad story here. Um this is from Destructoid. Uh, it's the, the, the headline is their PlayStation 5s were stolen, but at least they got cat food. Uh, and from this, it says, big, big bummer for some folks in the UK. Great news for felines. What uh, the Who uses fuck? the stuff as a sleeping aid. Some people have found their PlayStation 5 order to contain cat food rather than a new console. The Guardian oh reports. Oh, God. Merry Christmas. <laughs> the Guardian reports that there are stories going around the UK of Amazon customers getting heavy non-PS5 items in, uh, inside their expected PS5 shipments. Uh, stuff like rice, George Foreman grills, and cat food is showing up. And nobody's fuck? too happy about it. So apparently there's thievery afoot. Uh, somebody uh, uh, says some ne'er-do-wells somewhere along the way are swapping the PlayStation 5s for less desirable items. So it's either in the delivery, the warehouse, the Amazon warehouses, or etc. Um, yeah. So they're, they're just swapping it for random shit, and I find that awful. Obviously not a great thing that's happening, but also a little hilarious. Just, just it has a little bit to be happening hysterical. in the warehouse, though. Like where else could it happen? Uh, it could like, happen. How, it could happen on like the FedEx truck. How would you know in shipping though? How well, would I you know? Am, I think Amazon's doing their own shipping nowadays. Well, they they are, but they also they do they do both. Um, a lot of my shit comes via Amazon's couriers. I don't know how often it's used in the UK. I would imagine just as often. But even so, like the couriers don't know what's in the packages. The FedEx doesn't know what's in the packages. So how would they know? Like to to cut open that particular box. Well, I um, mean, maybe like they they can judge it based on like this box weight. is this appropriate size and you know, weight. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I wonder if like they're all probably in the same box, roughly. And I wonder if like somebody internally like sent out a thing to their their underhanded buddies that were like. So just so you know, if you get a box that's this dimensions and this exact weight as a PS5, like that'd be pretty fucking crazy. Because like I thought this was just one person, 
and I was going to relate this to because I know somebody who had something similar happen to them. I thought you were going to say uh, that I, that did this. No, I, I know somebody who had something similar happen. They ordered a bunch of pet supplies uh, off of Amazon. And they and got a PS5. <laughs> they, they got a box full of clothes. That's weird. So what seemed to have ended up happening is that the original box with the pet supplies broke and in the course of them like repacking everything must have swapped the contents with another person's shipment and so they packed in this random fucking person's clothes in there so i watched a video uh i'm kind of going on a tangent here so i watched a video apparently there was in japan a mcdonald's ds training game yes Oh, and, did you did you see the video on it? Yeah, I saw that 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 40, 40 something minute video. Yeah, I watched it all. And, I skipped almost all of it because I already knew about it, but I wanted to see gameplay. And uh, basically, the guy, um, he goes to like fifteen minutes of him of it is him just like setting up the story of this game and how it's extremely rare. And somebody put it up on, uh, basically eBay of Japan. And the guy ordered it, uh, but he he made it like the somebody like sniped ordered it like at the very last seconds ordered it for like thirty four hundred dollars or something like that, and he's like it was me baby it was me all along, and uh, then he he showed the game but like did you go through like the his shipping issues I I I know that he essentially smuggled it yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> because Japan is doing the right thing and not letting people leave the country or come into the country, um, they're also banning shipments to and from the country for right now. And his brother happened to be in Japan and got a waiver from the government of Japan to <laughs> leave the country and come back because his brother had to do some medical stuff here. He had to like get a checkup or something, and he's fine. Uh, and so his brother had to get the item shipped to his house and in Japan. And the shipment was supposed to like it only had like three days to arrive at his house before his brother flew to the United States. And so like that was really disconcerting, but he ended up getting it. And then when he got to America, the airline lost his bag. Oh yeah, yeah. And eventually they they were able to get the bag back and uh they were able to actually go in there and get the the game and get and play it. Uh and I'm just thinking so much of what we rely on can fail. <laughs> like we yeah. rely on FedEx. We rely on the United States Postal Service, the UPS. Um and or like if you're traveling to and from another country, we're kind of relying on our checked bags to be there when we get when we get here or when we get well, there. Well, and we've we've covered before though that like especially with airline shipping, that shit just can go so wrong. My and... my friend, uh, one time she was coming from uh where the, the our our place in the east where we used where we used to work, and she was coming to Oregon, um, and I. Th I forget if this was when I had 
surgery or if it was um, a different time. I think it was a different time. And she texts me because she only had 14 minutes to get one, from one flight to the other flight. So she had to like book it across uh, whatever airport she was at. And her baggage didn't make it. So when she got here, she didn't have her bag and they were shipping it some other, it was going to come in a later flight. But when she got it, apparently it was left out in the rain. And so like all of her clothes were just drenched. Oh, fuck's sake. So she had to like hang up her clothes and I'm like, she's texting me and I was out of town uh, for something and she's texting me and she's like, oh yeah, all my clothes are super wet. I'm like, why didn't you just text me and I would have had my roommate open the door so for you to use our washer and dryer. Like that doesn't make any sense. Uh, but yeah, so we like all the shipping and stuff uh, with like with how smoothly it normally runs. It's amazing um, when these little things happen because otherwise we wouldn't trust like, you know, FedEx or the United States Postal Service or anything like that. Uh, Which because, is why oh, it's uh, so remarkable that Amazon gets away with having the worst shipping service I've ever experienced. You know, uh, why Why is that? Like, do they have their own shipping? We still use FedEx in my area. There's, like, not an Amazon so, shipping thing here. Yeah, they. so I. it is rare to buy something from Amazon and it not ship via their courier system. Um, and it's it's a guy in an Amazon van that comes and delivers your thing. And, like... Yeah, nine times out of ten, maybe it it's fine, but it is way too often. Like like ten percent of the time is way too fucking often for them to do something that's shit compared to what FedEx or UPS will do. And it's yeah. it's stuff like they've delivered it to the wrong house multiple fucking times, and and like across the fucking street from my house, they've delivered other people's shit to my house, sometimes a block over from where it was supposed to be uh they'll like they'll leave it at the bottom of the steps like not even put it on the porch they'll put it at the bottom of the fucking steps they'll block my door with a heavy box so i have to go around the side of my house to open the door like and and like fedex and ups will do nice shit where like if it's raining they have little bags that they can put over your, your box to keep it from getting waterlogged. Amazon have just left it in the fucking rain multiple times. Like, and I know it's, it's not the delivery people's fault entirely because I know for a fact that they're on a really strict schedule and they have to deliver so many packages or else they get dinged and they can just get fired. And that's, that's really shitty. And like, I don't blame them. It's just that, like, it's fucking stupid that we're stuck with that because none of us can get away from Amazon. There's, uh, there was a company, I don't know if it's still around, called OnTrack that Amazon was using for a while where I used to live. And very similar things happened. Like, they would deliver to the wrong house. Um, the guy, like, it would be marked as delivered like 12 hours before the guy would actually deliver it. Like he oh, would just, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how many fucking times that they'll either like say it's out for delivery and then it'll hit like nine, a fucking clock at night and be like, ah, uh, never mind, It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Or yeah, they'll, they'll say it's delivered and then they'll show up like three hours later and actually deliver it. 
I have that happen all the time, actually. It infuriates the hell out of me. Yeah, and it's because I know that they just want to get that item in there so they don't get dinged for anything, but it's still annoying. So I had an item that was marked as um, delivered, but it didn't actually show up. And so I went home, I checked, I waited hours, and I ended up contacting Amazon. I was like, hey, this thing never showed up. And they're like, okay, what we'll do is we'll contact the carrier. If the carrier doesn't respond or they, they say that it has been delivered, then we will just reverse your order or we'll, we'll give you the money back. And I was like, sweet, thanks. And so I got my money back. And then like two hours later, it got delivered. And I was like, I am not reporting this shit. Like, <laughs> so I got 40 bucks, baby. Um, but like in all the years before they started doing the fucking courier service, never had a problem like that. Like once I had a package that was damaged in shipping and like that was it. A yeah. And ever since they started this shit a couple years ago, like it is every other fucking week, something shitty happens. And I you hate buy that I have stuff. to use them for so much. I can't help it, though, because a lot of the shit that I buy, I can't get in a store. I can't even get it at Walmart. Like what? Like what? I, I uh mainly like pet products and stuff. And like oh. you'd think that I could get it at like the uh I could get it at a pet store, but it's like really specific shit. Uh I did thankfully start being able to buy hay directly from the manufacturer. But oh, that's cool. Like I'll uh like uh mainly uh rabbit supplies, like I just don't have anywhere I can get it. I'm sure and... like with where you're at, you might be able to um, go to the, certain places the, and get hay and stuff. The best that I can do is like a farm supply store, but that stuff is really shitty compared to uh, like uh, I get uh, the company's small pet select and they're based out of uh, Washington uh, and they believe the hay ships from Indiana. Oh, I'll just and drive like, up to Washington on, and grab it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like I, I'm trying to not shop with them as much, but there's just so much shit. And especially right fucking now, like that I can't even go to Walmart to try to get stuff. Like I'm, I'm kind of fucked most of the time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've, I'm considering dropping prime and going to the Amazon or going to the Walmart, uh, subscription service. But like, <sighs> is it really that much better? And Walmart's it, a bad company too. Well, like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, is it that much better to support Walmart instead of Amazon? Well, and, and here's really. the thing. Here's the thing about uh, Walmart compared to Amazon. Walmart has a lower average wage. Like, they pay their employees less than Amazon do. Well, okay, but you say that, but like, is that also is Amazon's wage taking into consideration the overpaid fucking? like enterprise workers that are no 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 i know, mean they're, they're cloud devs I, no i mean like amazon starts you out at 15 bucks an hour walmart starts you at 11 okay yeah that's what i'm saying like they actually do pay their employees more my roommate works for walmart um two days a week so he works his normal job monday through thursday at a hospital and then was like i want more money and so he works at Walmart. He he was working at Walmart three days a week. So he was working four days at the hospital and three days at Walmart. Uh, yes, he was working seven days a week. He ended up cutting one of the Walmart days. But he gets paid under 15 bucks an hour at Walmart. And so Amazon 
is better in that sense that they do have a $15 minimum wage. That's the minimum that you can make there is $15 an hour. And then, but yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, like, is it really any better to yeah. give Walmart $100 a year than give Amazon $120 a year? I don't think so, but it feels dirty no matter what I do. Yeah. But I also need shit. Like, yeah, being being know. uh in capitalism sucks. Down with capitalism. Let's move here, on here. and talk about some more capitalism. Uh we've got the this is one that I really, really wanted to talk about. We were actually mentioning this a couple weeks ago with the Apple M1 chips with the new Macs. Yep. And apparently they are really good. <laughs> I did not expect um the them to to be as good as they are uh i'm like there are some apple fanboys that are like if you're surprised and you're you're haven't been paying attention but it's like now go fuck yourself okay like apple has only produced mobile processors this whole time and we haven't had a direct one-to-one comparison available in terms of benchmarks or even real world performance now we do and it's God damn impressive that they're doing this shit with chips that really haven't been proved in this way before. Uh so the most impressive uh stuff is not even necessarily the synthetic benchmarks. There's some stuff in, that they don't mention really in this article because it would be hard to to put in writing. But like if you pit a uh an iMac. I, I I watched you. You might uh, watch the guy that I saw this of, but uh, he put his three thousand uh, dollar iMac that he that he got like last year or some shit, or maybe even early this year. Uh, he put that against the MacBook Air, the eight gig MacBook Air, um, with the M1 chip, and in multiple real world tests of like encoding video and doing uh photoshop uh render the m1 beat the imac which is insane to me um and in this article they show that like in geekbench 5 which is kind of like the quintessential mac os benchmark the m1s are beating uh intel cpus like in every circumstance and uh in the geekbench 5 tests geekbench 5 isn't even optimized for the uh the m1 chips uh the the fucking uh it's still running for intel hardware uh so this is being dynamically recompiled as it's doing the benchmark so these could actually be better if it ends up getting recompiled for arm which is insane to me yeah uh, and, and and i'm looking the handbrake test is also a really yeah good the one. video transcoding is incredible like like intel processors have a built-in video encoder so I don't know, like, what the hell's happening here, but, like, these chips handle video like nothing that has ever been out there. <laughs> I wonder if they are running these... I, I have no idea. I haven't watched all the videos that you have, 
but I wonder if they are just using the CPU and not the video encoder part to test it. Even, so even CPU if to that's CPU. the case, like, how are these ARM chips beating these these high-powered Intel chips? Like, yeah. it's amazing to me. The and, only... and especially with Apple not being proven in the desktop space. Well, and it's great. Like, it's great. Like, there's going to bring comp- more competition, right? That's what AMD's been bringing to Intel. And that's yeah. apparently what the M1 chips are going to be bringing. Uh, it's not direct competition, necessarily, because we know that Apple is going to switch away from using Intel at some point. They're just going to use their M1 or M2 chips at that point and kill off Intel desktops or Intel MacBooks. But it will hopefully show Intel that they need to step up their game. It really does. Like, this is very indicative of how much Intel has been slacking. Yeah, and you look at even the new Ryzen processors are able to beat Intel. Not just multi-core, but single-core performance is better than Intel's now. Single thread. Single thread, single core, whatever. It's the same thing. I don't... Not the same thing. Not the same thing. Literally not the same thing. <laughs> you use a single core, like you can when you have do multiple Cinnabon. threads on one core. You cannot have multiple cores on one thread, though. Yes, you can. So, uh, well, actually, yeah, you can, can't you? Wasn't uh, that wasn't that AMD's like attempt well, to how, like no, like before? It would still be it would still be uh, multiple threads. I believe that Nvidia. I'm sorry, AMD has been working on something maybe on the server side where instead of getting like one, like you get one core and then you have two threads, uh, it would be like you could do one core and then have four threads. I thought it was like, I thought, I thought that was a thing where it was like they, they, they could like use multiple cores to, to do a or, or to, to like speed up a task or maybe they just like clock down one core and then uh, and then raise like, the yeah. clock on S- another core single or single core to... or single thread performance on the amd chips versus intel now amd is doing better than intel that's what i was saying that's what i was getting yeah, at no i ran yeah, into a tangent yeah, yeah. And then we got sidetracked yes <laughs> we never do that never um, and that's that is one thing I find interesting is that yes, they're doing this um Intel versus AMD, and all of these tests are done um with Intel, but they're not doing any tests versus AMD at the moment, which I would really well, like to see that. I, I am curious about that as well. Um, but also I think it's because it's harder to do that. Um one-to-one just because amd's mobile output is not as good as intel's that's true they Uh, are using they are using so they have two just so you so so the readers or listeners know uh when they're when they're doing these tests they have the m1 macbook air and macbook pro uh and then they have the intel air and pro but then they also have two laptops that are one's a Dell and one's an Asus. So it's not just MacBooks. And the M1 chips are beating all of them 
the the MacBooks with Intel and the normal laptops with Intel. So they're doing they're doing really well, um, but their gaming performance still sucks. Well, and Mac OS just kind of sucks for gaming in that, general. And and that's one thing I, it, not necessarily gaming, but in general. Yes, these M1 chips are impressive, uh, but I want to know what software compatibility issues we are going to be having. Like, so far, there hasn't been any. Good. but Like, like Rosetta 2 does a fantastic job of, of having Intel or x86 applications run on ARM architecture. Good. And like uh, Photoshop doesn't have an, an M1 compatible version yet and it runs perfectly well through rosetta so and like photoshop doesn't run on wine that's what i was gonna say photoshop is uh, or rosetta's wine right that's that's all it is uh no well no sort of but no um i I guess it kind of in a in a roundabout way does the same sort of thing but for x86 to arm instructions but that would be well. No, I don't think that's right because I I think Wine is an interpreter. I don't. I I'm not sure. Yeah, it's not an emulator. Yes, <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what, nobody's uh, gonna get that joke, and it made me laugh. Wine stands uh, for Wine is not an emulator. God damn it! You ruined now, the joke. Now everyone gets it. Fuck you, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Rosetta does Dynarec, which is what a lot of emulators do. Um, dynamic recompilation. So I, I don't know what what Wine does, but I know that that's what Rosetta does. Excuse and, me. Excuse me. Did I hear chirping? Yeah, there's a loud ass cricket in Hero's room. Yeah, there's there's a cricket in here. Um, okay. Special guest he of the won't. podcast, Cricket. Jiminy Cricket it's, it's, is joining us today. He's standing in for the listeners who don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. so uh, so I, I, I just want to stress this. The M1 chip is great, and it runs Mac OS great, and don't buy one of these fucking laptops. Yeah, I, I still, for the most people, don't think that this really matters because you probably just use Chrome for everything anyway. Just get a Chromebook for for most people. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. I, I wouldn't not say even the Chrome, battery life. I wouldn't say Chromebook, but like I do want to say Chromebooks do have amazing battery life. You're right. Don't get a Chromebook. Just get an iPad. I am still so confused as to why my job. And then we're gonna end this. I'm so confused when I when I signed up for my job. They're like, okay, do you want a a, a Mac? book or do you want a windows laptop and i was like windows laptop and they're like all right we're sending you a pixel book they fucked up and they, they like they emailed me before i got it and we're like oh shit we sent you the wrong thing and i was like okay and so they they told me they sent me a chromebook and i pull it out and i was like okay they got me a chromebook but at least they got me the best Chromebook they could give me, which is a Pixelbook. I want to know who's supposed to get those. Like, who at Facebook gets the Pixel? I don't um... know, but I asked 
I, I, I spoke to somebody about that, and he's just like, we can't even do our jobs on a Pixel Book. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, no application. Data entry or something. Like maybe. maybe if all you're doing is the the web portal of Office. Yeah, like well, and then there's other like there's a lot of shit things. you can't do in the web version of Office. I like, I mean you can't if do you're... anything with with macros. Maybe if you're just like an executive and all you do is do meetings and write memos and stuff. Um, or like you work work in HR. So yeah, like uses yeah. Something like, like like that's the only thing. Customer service, so they they probably use a web based CRM. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something to load up Chronos. Yeah, and then I also asked for an iPhone, and they sent me a Pixel Three. So which is still pretty better than the phone I got. Shit. Yeah, like I I, I it's not that I really wanted an iPhone. It's just I I wanted to a get a little bit more experience working with iPhones because I haven't worked with them in a few years. And B, it would have been great to differentiate. Like the iPhone is my work phone, and the Pixel is my 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 phone. So I don't like I don't try to mix the two. Uh, you know I'm, what? I'm uh, trying did a really re- good job hmm. with that was BlackBerry. Oh yeah, I'm really trying to uh, on like because on my other computers at my other jobs, right? Like. I would install Discord and et cetera and look up my email and stuff on my on my work computer. You know, you know how it goes. Uh yeah. but I'm really trying at this job, like this is my work computer. I will only do work things on it. I won't look yeah, up my email. Uh the it's it's I'm going I'm doing pretty well. It's been it's been three weeks. I've been <laughs> I've been hankering. To, um, to be fair, I've 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 left my work computer to just work. But yeah. I also have it just sitting on my desk, and I use it as a table. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's our show for the day. Uh, I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. Happy to be here. And thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. It was my pleasure to be here. Uh, could, could you flip the card over, Nathan? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's my name, Nathan. Yes, it's I, I. I would I would write Nathan and not Reeton because I. I I want to make make my friends call me Reeton all the time. Anyway, I'll be back next week, maybe with one or both of these these fine gentlemen. Uh, goodbye. Bye. <laughs>